This is the Brain Dead Podcast. This is Larry. And this is Zombie Girl TJ. And we're going to try to do this without me coughing, hiccuping, barting, farting, farting, barting. Barting? Barting. Burping and farting at the same uh, time? I don't know, making a bargain while you're burping? I don't know. Or bargain while farting. Oh. And we've got no agenda. And Larry's got a cold. And I'm getting off the end of a cold. So we're going to be coughing a bit. And we're just getting, my chair is squeaking. That wasn't a fart, that was a chair. And so we are <laughs> it was going. was a chart. It was a chart. It was a chair fart. We haven't podcast in a really long time. Almost four months now? I have no idea. You came back in October. I came back from my mom's at the end of October, and we had not podcast for a while before then. Oh, yeah. Okay. So anyways, um, we are... I can look it up on my phone. We are... We have a lot to say. Obviously, a lot has happened. Um... Or crappened, as some might say. Or crappened, yeah. Uh, we have not podcast since June 12th, <clears throat> so that's a long time. It is. it is Today is November 13th. So we're going to talk, and it's probably going to go past 30 minutes, but we're going to sort of taper it off at 30 minutes and call that an episode and then just pick it right back up again. And the cat is making noise. So cat. let's just catch the listeners up on what's happened since July, because... Um, I'm going to try to encapsulate this. My mom broke her hip at the beginning of April. Like, she broke it a day and a half after I came back from visiting her. She took a shower. She did that safely. She got out of the shower, was standing in front of her vanity, you know, in the bathroom by the sink, and suddenly felt herself falling. She thinks the hip broke, like, right then, when she, before she fell, and that's what caused her to fall. She managed to catch herself on the vanity going down and laid out on the bathroom floor, broken left hip. And luckily, I mean, this is this is purely coincidental and almost never happens at her house. She had her cell phone close by. Oh. My mother is one of those, I don't want to use the cell phone because it probably gives you brain cancer to have it on next to your head and so. the battery's going to explode anyway, which we'll get, we can get to later on. Thanks a lot, Samsung, for confirming my mother's worst fear. Uh, so is that called a cell phonophobe? She is a cell phonophobe and you don't want to leave the phone on because it'll just drain the battery and a host of other reasons why she wants to have a cell phone, but she never wants to have it on or with her. She happened to have it on the, bedside table, which was less than 10 feet from where she fell, because she fell near the bathroom door. She managed to drag herself over. My 84-year-old mother, wearing nothing but panties, sorry about the mind picture, but dragged herself on the floor over to her nightstand and got her cell phone and called 911. And thank God it wasn't on the charger or buried in her purse somewhere. And even had the presence of mind to say... The doors are all locked. However, if you go around to the back deck and look on the railing, there's a lockbox with a key to the front door, and the combination to the lockbox is thus. So please don't kick down my front door. And they were able to let themselves in with the key, and I don't know if she managed to pull a robe on or something, or if they just grabbed some of her clothes and took her, whatever they do, when the injured person is mostly naked. Took her to the hospital. My neighbors <coughs> saw the ambulance and so they kind of started their informal call tree of taking care of my mom and so somebody was able to get over there shortly after the ambulance got her there she had surgery on her hip the next morning they decided to bolt it together rather than replace it i'm sorry for the crumpling noises norny is playing in her little play tunnel can you move that out of her reach please thank you 
And by that evening, my sister got down there from Alaska and stayed there four months because Alaska has 18 weeks of FMLA. And then I took over at the end of July. So I was there from July 30th to October 22nd. Some of you followed my posts on Facebook and know that I was losing my mind because my mother is not an easy person to live with. And I'm not going to go into specifics here, but it was cray-cray time. Mm. And then I came back at the end of October and hastily put together a Halloween costume. As some of you know, I'm a big fan of Halloween, and I like to have a big over-the-top costume. That was not going to be possible this year, so I ordered a bunch of stuff from Amazon and have it de- had it delivered here and whipped up a, a Ray from Star Wars The Force Awakens costume in time to go to a party with it and and have it on hand for Halloween Day at work. And then the election happened, and <coughs> I thought I was on my way back to mending, and then the election happened, and now I'm, I'm back to being completely lost at sea and not knowing what to do and forgetting things, uh, most notably that I buy theater tickets to go do these things with friends, and then I forget to go twice. Once was an incredibly expensive mistake. I had tickets to go see John Cleese and Eric Idle in Spokane, on the Friday that I got back from my mom's house, completely spaced it out. So did the person that I intended to go with. And on Sunday, it was like, oh, shit, that the thing was like two days ago. Crap. Yeah, yeah. And then I forgot that I had tickets to go see um, a play called The Dumbwaiter by Harold Pinter that some good friends of mine were putting on. And fortunately, I had invited three other people, and two of them texted me saying, that's tonight, right? And literally, when Nicole texted me and said, do you want a carpool? My answer on text was, for what? Because <laughs> I did not remember. So my memory is shot. I am getting a lot of sleep. I am just getting over a cold. I keep thinking things will get better, but I don't know about this election thing. Larry, I've been talking for like <clears throat> six minutes now. Say something. The waveforms are a little tiny, so we'll probably have to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Bu- I, okay. I can boost that, and Levelizer will take care of a lot of that. Well, there's been lots of stuff going on here at the house. The cats. You took care of my cats for three months, and I love you for that. You scooped shit, you fed, <laughs> you t- you dealt with the early morning wake-ups and the midnight wake-ups, and you took great care of the cats. Usually there's I there were times when I was woken up no less than five times in the middle of the night. <laughs> well, usually it's once or twice, but it's often more. Uh, well, when you were gone, yeah. it was more. Because it's, it's if, you know, Mingo... Crawling up on top of your face. Purring and wanting to suck on your earlobe. Yeah. And then, what, what, then like, herka-gurking on my pillow. The herka-gurka alarm clock is the most effective alarm clock. If you don't, if you don't own cats and you've never heard a cat throw up a hairball, or just puke in general, <laughs> it's this really moist, pumping action sound. <laughs> and it, and it, it will, it will bring a cat owner out of a completely like stage four sleep. <laughs> and then when anytime, you know, Mingo can get up and on top of the bed and I won't even notice him while I'm sleeping. Yeah. At times. You get used to that. However, Nornor, who has to get a running start <laughs> and then spelunk <laughs> up the side of the bed, digging her claws into with the her, sheets. With her little ice axes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. And then she gets on top and then what is it? If you could imagine a dog trying to stay, trying to balance himself on a Swiss 
exercise ball. It's kind of like what she is on top of the bed <laughs> on, on, on either on either side because the blanket's on me and then she's like on either side. She, she's like she's crawling right on top. She's like she – and it's waddles. like – and then you feel the fabric like push down on you and off to the side, whatever side she's on. And that several times per night when you're trying to sleep and you're like, what the fuck are you doing? You know what's really weird? When I was sleeping at my mom's house, I was I was basically sleeping in her big bed in the master bedroom because it was too high for her to deal with, with her <coughs> limited mobility. Yes. But I would be laying there almost falling asleep, and I would feel, I swear to you, I would feel a cat walking on the bed with me. Because that's been, for so many years, I've had cats. And I'm so used to that sensation of, like you said, the cat stepping on the covers and it pulling a little bit. You 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 either feel the 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 weight of them on the mattress move the mattress a little bit, or you feel them move the sheet. I honestly hallucinated cats on the bed many times at my mom's house. Mm. It's it's creepy because it feels like ghost cat. (laughs) But I'm a little more rational than that, and I realize that what it is is it is my brain replaying a sensation Mm. that I've had so many times in my adult life. So. So I'm yes. back, and we're trying to pick up the pieces here, and yes. I'm working on a mailing list because Huffington Post published an article about contacting the electoral voters in the states where Trump got the popular vote win. I, I can't even say. I can't even say. I know that was like, what the fuck's going on? I, I can't. I cannot call that person president elect. I don't know that I'll ever be able to say president. And his name. It, it the, doesn't work. The election night reminded me, almost mirrored the election night between George W. and Al Gore. Gore. Al Gore, yeah. Because I remember. Thing. And then afterwards, yeah. afterwards, it was Al Gore had won the popular vote. Right. And, well, and then Florida was like oh, recounting God. for weeks, but them and their hanging chads, right? And their archaic old right. says, you know, Florida. If you live in a state that doesn't have mail-in voting, oh my God, please, like, think about instigating a campaign to do that. We have mail-in voting in Washington, and every single person who either goes in for a driver's license or a state-issued ID at the DMV mm-hmm. is mailed a ballot. And you fill it in, it's pen and ink, you know, it's not, not pencil, it's not like the number two pencil where you have to be afraid that it could be erased. You fill mm-hmm. it in with a black pen, and you either mail it in, and if you don't want to spend the money for a stamp, you drop it off at, like, drop boxes. There's two or three of them, or I don't even know how many there are. There's one by the library we I, always use. I saw a, I don't know if it was accurate, but I saw a, a graphic of the people who voted and said 40, still 46% of the people yeah. did not vote. Yeah. And like, part of that was voter suppression because they're, oh, yeah. they're, they're, they, they weren't in the Southern States. Get, right. I mean, for whatever reason, they didn't get their ballots. Their ballots were, they, they, they caught a couple of cases of people like trying to throw out piles of ballots uh-huh. that they figured would be for Clinton. Um, you know, the, the GOP talks about voter fraud, but it really is the, the GOP who's doing voter fraud yeah. as is, a rule of thumb: If somebody is out there squawking about somebody else they're, doing they're the something wrong, they're it. the one who's doing it. These people who are saying that, you know, these homophobic, homophobic people saying that gay people are pedophiles, the it's ones the, saying that are the ones who get caught with the child porn. It just—I'm sorry, I'm getting off track here. Anyway, petition for mail-in ballot. It is wonderful. There's none of this worry about electronic machines being compromised or hacked. The the process is you put it in a, 
a secret envelope and then you put that in a regular envelope and you mm-hmm. sign your name on the back so they can check off that you voted so you can't, you know, somehow duplicate it and vote twice. Yep. It goes from the ballot box it's securely picked up, and when they open them, it's not just the, the city people uh, who are in the elections office. There are volunteers who sit there and watch them to audit the process. They watch them open them. They watch to make sure that nothing is thrown away. They watch to make sure that nobody is looking to see, oh, that ballot's from somebody I know is a Democrat, so we're just going to, uh, we'll invalidate that one. You know, that it's, it's audited to make sure that A, your vote is secret, and B, your vote is counted. It's wonderful. And and I love Washington State. When I first moved to Washington State, we didn't have that. And I, I had to go, you know, at 7 a.m. and try to find an elementary school somewhere that I'd never been to before and stand in line so I could vote. And since we've had mail-in ballot, I'm telling you, folks, if you don't have this, you got to get it. It's so good. They have it in Colorado. My mom was – actually, I'm not sure if they do a completely mail-in ba- – ballot in Colorado, but my mom, because of her age, was able to get a an absentee ballot. Mm-hmm. Um, but they might have all mail-in now. I, I don't know. Colorado people, call me and correct me on that. I tried to talk her into voting for Hillary. <clears throat> I don't know if she did because all I ascertained was that she did vote and she did not skip voting for president, and there was no way in hell she was voting for Trump. Okay. So she either picked one of the many, many other candidates they, they had on their ballot she might have voted for Hillary. I don't know. I tried to explain to her that most of the other ones would probably try to do away with her Social Security and Medicare, except for for Hillary, but I don't know if that sank in. But Colorado went blue, so who cares? So, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. I don't know if we need to talk. But so, so we've got this list from Huffington Post of the red states electoral voters, at least some of them, and they don't have addresses for everybody, and they don't have phone numbers for everybody, and we're going to, Larry and I are going to write them letters, and I'm going to mail merge it out of this Excel spreadsheet, and if anybody who listens to this podcast wants a copy of that Excel spreadsheet so they can do the same, I would be happy to email it to you. Um, I have read that calling the offices is much more effective. effective because you tie up their phone lines and their people's time and this and that and the other thing. But I don't, I'm unable to do that. Um, I, I, I can't call during their, well, I guess I could. I mean, most of those states are east of us, so they open earlier. I might call a few. I realize that as a person from a blue state, calling a red state, asking them to change their, their electoral college vote is not going to have a huge impact. But you know what? If a million people contact them, that is going to have an effect. Well, yeah, I mean, there's already a uh, the petition, which I, I haven't... There's a couple of petitions. One of them says, cast your vote for Hillary, and one of them says, elect a different Republican. Oh, okay. And the theory behind that is, there are electoral college <coughs> voters out there who would never, ever, 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 ever vote for anything other than a Republican. That, that's true. And so, if you ask them to vote for Hillary, they're just going to say no. And you might have a chance of getting them to say, any other Republican will do. And I know there are people out there who say Paul Ryan would be better than Trump. And I I get that. I understand, yeah. comparatively speaking, there's horrible and then there's just very bad. And if you can have very bad in place of horrible, then do it. But I don't want Paul Ryan either. I'm going to ask for what I want. And what I want is Hillary. I yeah. don't want to see my mom's social security torn apart. I don't want to see my mom's Medicare taken away. I don't want to see um, equal uh, equal opportunity rights taken away. I don't want to see 
equal marriage rights taken away. I don't want to see people's civil liberties violated in any way. And it's very obvious that even just the election process has taken away some barrier that some racists and misogynists were were kept in check by, and they're out there doing horrible things right now. And a college student in the calm little Midwest sweet town of Menominee, Wisconsin, a Saudi Arabian college student, was killed by a white supremacist in the last few, in just this week. So, you know, and it's not just happening in the southern states where they just are all rednecks and don't know no better, and I'm saying that sarcastically. Well, yeah, even here in Washington State, we've got hill people, so. Well, uh, a, a really um, ugly, misogynistic man, and by ugly I mean in his things that he was shouting, was doing it in Fremont, in Seattle. And Fremont, for those of you who don't know, is like a super hippie, dippy liberal enclave. Uh-huh. And yet this man felt free to walk around the streets yelling slurs at every woman he saw. So it's everywhere. Okay, it's in the it's in the uber blue Seattle, King County area, in the uber, uber, uber liberal enclave of Fremont. And it's in the worst little backwaters of, you know, fill-in-the-blank state that you think is really backwards. Yeah. And... If all it takes is somebody who did not win the the total popular election votes being the president-elect to take away that barrier to where these people think they're free to do that, then we got to do something. We have got to do something. I remember when Barack Obama got voted in the first time. Mm -hmm. I didn't vote for him the first time. I did the second. The first time. And the thing is that I was told by my boss that we had at the time, okay, okay, don't be too happy about him winning because you'll really piss off all your coworkers. And <laughs> the funny thing is, because I can almost guarantee you at work, I'm the only person at work that voted for Hillary. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. I know there's a bunch of people at work who voted for Hillary, but I'm not sure who they are. I just know who some of the fervent Trump supporters are, um, and I've been avoiding them. Yeah. And they've been... We, we I work in a really great place, and people... We, we engaged in some verbal sparring before the election, but people are savvy enough to know to leave it alone now right. after the election and not torment their coworkers with anything and not say stupid things like, well, there's checks and balances, so it'll be fine. There's, there might be checks and balances when you have at least one of the legislative branches, you know, held by the Democrats and the other two held by the Republicans, but there's not when they're all three Republican and there certainly isn't any checks and balance on the Average Joe on the street. Well, I find that the the last when we had both the president, we had both at one point, and then it's like none of the Democrats could decide what they wanted to fucking well, do. Well, you know, there's and that. That too. was so aggravating. I know. It's it's never perfect. No, it's not. And I don't want to spend a whole much more time talking about the election. Yes. So if there's something else you wanted to get off so, your chest about it, <laughs> do it do it now. <laughs> yes. No. Uh, so uh, right after you were leaving, it's like I was waiting for some new games to start up. You know, mm-hmm. the new expansion. No Man's Sky. Yes, No Man's Sky, and I'll get into that in a minute. And then after No Man's Sky, there was the actually no uh, yeah No Man's Sky was due to come out, and then the Wow's. Uh, World of Warcraft's new expansion, mm-hmm. 
was coming out, yes. which I had been playing, which I have already actually stopped playing because it's like, and I'm done. <laughs> yeah, pretty much because like I got other stuff to do. No Man's Sky, I mean, got delayed, mm-hmm. and then every, it was like set to be the freaking game to change. Right, things. you were never gonna play anything else because it right. went on forever. And then you start playing it, and you're playing it, and you're playing it, and it's like, wow, this is so cool. I was, I was like, posting is like, look, I found freaking. Sentient dancing pineapples for fuck's nice. sake. At least that's what the silhouettes look like in yeah, the back yeah. of the Yeah. I was like, wow, this is really cool. And then uh, you go to you go to another planet, it's like, oh, this is really cool. And then you get to another system and like, oh, oh, okay, all the base plants are the same. The, the ones where you get your minerals. Dancing okay. oranges, okay. And then you get to this and then that, and you're like, huh, that's interesting. Yeah. It's after a while, Sentient all the shit pineapples. looks the same. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then if you're lucky to land on a planet that has vortex cubes. So there's certain certain items that are like really uh, really expensive to where you can actually trade them at the post, even oh, on yeah, the yeah. same planet. Okay. And so I made like a shit ton of money. I could have kept on farming the entire planet for hours and hours and hours, but I didn't. And then I jumped to the next system and I went through it. I pretty much completed the whole thing. I hadn't like so the as they said in the Whatchamacallit, the ad said, you're supposed to get to the center of the universe. Mm. Okay, that is inaccurate. You're actually trying to get to the center of the galaxy you're currently in. Once you get to the center of the galaxy, then it shoots you back out, backwards. This is the whole ending scenario. And then you crash land in a new galaxy, and then you repeat the entire process all over. Oh. Mm. You learn the languages and stuff, you retain all that, and it's... It goes nowhere because it, it, it's an unfinished game. Right. Uh, supposedly, there's actually going to be a huge update here pretty soon that'll change a lot of stuff. Uh huh. But it it just pissed so many people off because it was so unfinished. There was like uh. elements to the game, like within they were saying, "Oh, it's not multiplayer, but you know, it's still possible to meet each other." Within the first day, two people managed to find each other. Oh my gosh! But because the the servers weren't set up to interconnect players. They were both on the same planet at the same time. Couldn't talk to each other? No, they could not see each other. They were in the same spot. But the one thing they did notice is that uh, the sunsets were out of sync. Oh, oh yeah. Well, that's... Yeah. So there was no, huh. no working around that. And so that was like one of the big things. And then Sean Murray, the guy who... The head, the head of the game and stuff. It's like, they caught so much shit. And he kept saying all this stuff. And, I, and the thing is... The, th- the funny thing is, everybody was saying, it's like, dude, you should really just shut up. And the thing is, after things are going, they did shut up. And you, have, <laughs> and you heard nothing. It's like, wait, wait, we need to hear more information. Yeah. How's this going to get fixed? And like, nothing. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious. Oh, God. And so the funny thing is, when it wound up, it's like I had pre-ordered the game. Mm-hmm. I got the deluxe edition. I got it at a really good discount. There's some downloadable extras. Mm-hmm. And it didn't show up on launch day. It didn't show up the next day. Or the next day. I don't know. Fuck. So I went ahead and I bought a second copy, which was a digital download. Yeah. Which I could have played the day before I would have gotten my physical copy. So I wound up with two copies. I thought, oh, well, I'll just send the the other one back. And then then when it finally came in, it's like, wait. There's a lot of cool stuff. I wanted I wanted all that downloadable content stuff because you get a hyperdrive in your first ship. Oh yeah, and which that was a huge bug. Anybody who got that, it threw a bug in the system, where if you had your hyperdrive, it it didn't take you on the quest to make a hyperdrive, get the recipe for it, and get the recipe for the warp cores to actually get you anywhere. Oh, 
Oh. So you were stuck in this in your first solar system. Oh. So you actually had to delete your game data and start all over again. Uh. And that's what I did. And then at, after I got the hyperdrive hyper hyperdrive recipe, then I went and I used the co- used the my free ship upgrade thing. And it worked. And that worked just And it fine. didn't bug? No. Okay. And the thing is, okay, that was one thing. The other thing was to get extra supplies and an expanded backpack. But then after you get playing, it's like, so basically any of the downloadable extras were completely freaking useless. They serve no purpose. Ugh. And it's like, man, I spent that money on that and that. And I, so it's like, I wound up giving the, the physical copy to a coworker and he yeah. played it. He really liked it. And okay. He said, yeah, I'm going to have to wait because it's, it's kind of getting boring. It's repetitive. Well, and, and I, I remember when I first saw it, it looked so cool because they deliberately made the artwork look like some, some kind of old school science fiction paperback covers. You yeah. Know, they went with that really high concept. Everything looks so strange. Idea, and I loved that. And then I was, I, I was asking you about. It. I'm like, so what? What's the, what's the point? I mean, what are you pursuing? Well, really, the whole point is to explore the universe, right. and you, you kind of use your thing to take pictures of the right. So the, the point is, be the, the first one on a planet. Yeah. Be the first one to identify species. Yes. Find resources that are valuable. Yeah. Sell them. Upgrade your ship. And you use lather, a, rinse, repeat as needed. You know. So, <coughs> yes. And uh, so, there, granted, there are a few species that I never saw in my meanderings. I never saw any like really huge, tall giraffe-looking creatures. But they're out there. Supposedly, yes. Okay. Personally, I never saw them. There were pl- some planets that looked really cool, really yeah. different. Some of it had like gra- re- there's one that had like red grass. Yeah. And stuff. How were the graphics? Are uh, they are they super good? Oh, well, they're not meant to be like super high definition. Okay. Because it's all procedurally generated. Right. Right before you land on a planet. But because it, one of the things I thought was if, if they can make it really beautiful, like if you run into a place where there's fish swimming in the air and they school around you and swirl and it's just fascinating to watch because it's vis- visually beautiful, okay. that would be worthwhile. So usually there's a birds will, f- the, the bird like creatures will fly in. Flocks of like two to five or six. And then sometimes there'll be multiple flocks of different types of birds, but that's it. Okay. And then there's supposed to be things with like space battles, not in the game. Okay. And, uh. Because I remember one of the things about Skyrim, and I didn't even notice it at first because I was so intent on, okay, I gotta follow this quest, I gotta get this thing, I gotta talk to that dude, blah, blah, blah. Uh And after I had put, you know, Lots and lots of time into Skyrim, uh-huh. and this is years ago. Um, I I started to notice when you're when you're like up and crossing mountain ranges, you can stop and look around, and it's fucking gorgeous. I mean, you'll be on a mountaintop in the middle of the night, and you'll be looking out at this range of mountains under this gigantic moon, and you're like, "Holy crap!" That's and you you just, wait wait where's the instructions on how to take a screenshot? I gotta save this right. And of course, they just released a new uh, version of Skyrim that's got right better even graphics. better graphics. Yeah. Although I looked at the before and after and went, I wouldn't even have noticed that because there there is a weird thing in Skyrim with the water the water. original the original one where if you're standing on the banks of a river and the rivers are anywhere from something that looks like you could jump across it to really big. And you look at the water, you see the water flowing, but if it's, let's say that the, that the bank of the river is running sort of diagonally northwest to southeast, the flow of the river water might be not purely north-south, but, but not, the, the river might not be flowing straight 
in that same Basically, line as the you, banks you, are. You'll see. It looks like the the, the the water is disappearing into the bank. It just it, it meets the bank and disappears. It doesn't it doesn't have any sort of a visual of it's it's, it's flowing. It's flowing the the contour of the riverbank, and so that that's. That's weird, but you get so you get so the water used to is it. flowing off to the side. Yeah, the, yeah it's, it's very weird. It's, it's flowing into what you would think of as the wall of the riverbank and disappearing. Yeah, yeah. and it, you know, it's, at first you looked at it and went, eh, "I wish you didn't do that," but then you just stop looking at the river. It's kind of like much, so. instead of rain falling straight down, basically, it's like all, all the rain would be falling like diagonally. Mm. It's basically no. Actually, the, the roof. Visual. I believe the rain did fall straight down, and it sometimes fell through the roofs. Oh yeah, of outside structures. So you could be standing like on a covered porch uh-huh. and still be getting rained on. They fixed that. Yeah, they said uh, that there actually was a patch for that, but people would put on it to correct yeah. it. But now that they don't. But have I'll to do tell that. you what: the downloadable content for Skyrim. Some people did some amazing yeah. things. There was, I, I, I don't even think I had to buy this one. I think it was free. We're almost to thirty minutes. Yeah. So, um, but it was a new steed. You found this book, and then you could summon this steed that was from another plane. And he had he would leave burning hoof prints like Ghost Rider's horse did. <laughs> and the the body of the horse looked like he was made of lava, but with with cooled dark patches on it, but with red cracks showing through. Mm. And he was really cool. Oh. And he could also run up more more steeply inclined mountains than a typical horse could do. So you could get to places, you could get over mountains that you used to have to go around. Yeah. So that was cool. So we are coming up on 29 and a half minutes and we're going to pause here and cut this into an episode and be right back with the next. Well, when I say be right back, I might not release them right out one right after another, but right. we'll another episode coming soon. So thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.